Episode number 188 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And today, we're going to welcome a very special guest, Mr. Brian Sosa, to today's show. This is going to be part one of a two-part conversation that we have with Brian. Uh, We worked together for several years at NHL.com and MLB.com. He is one of the most passionate hockey fans you will ever meet. He also happens to be a fan of the Tampa Bay Lightning, who got a big 7-1 win against the Boston Bruins last night to take a 2-1 lead in that series. Uh, We won't hold that against Brian too much. And actually, what I'm just now realizing is that the Lightning have kind of become like an ally of Ranger fans in these playoffs because think of the Eastern Conference right now. You know, you got four teams left standing. It's the Lightning, the Bruins, the Flyers, and the Islanders. And if you're a Ranger fan, I don't know how you can possibly root for one of those other three teams. So you almost kind of have to pull for the Lightning by default. But be that as it may, like I said, this is part one of our conversation with Brian. Uh, We're going to be talking a little bit about the NBA players boycotting yesterday's games. We are going to be talking a little bit of Rangers, a little bit of Lightning, some general Stanley Cup playoff action as well, and also getting into the upcoming free agency season for the NHL. Enjoy. All right, and so without any further ado, let's go ahead and welcome our special guest for today, Mr. Brian Sosa. Brian, how are we doing today, buddy? John, I'm doing great, man. It's great to be here. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's been a long time coming. I know we've been talking about doing this for a while, and you know, we were all prepared to talk a little bit of Rangers, talk a little bit of Lightning, talk a little bit about the Stanley Cup playoffs, but I think something we do have to acknowledge is uh, what happened with the NBA teams yesterday, uh, boycotting their playoff games. Uh, three games postponed. It sounds like maybe they might start playing on the weekend again, but obviously they're doing this in protest of the Jacob Blake shooting and racial injustice as a whole. Um, I usually don't speak for other people, Bri, but I think I can speak for both of us when I say that, you know, we obviously condemn racial injustice. Racism is flat out garbage. It has no place in this world. Uh, Would you care to share any thoughts on anything that we've seen in the last basically 24 hours here? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, you'd hit the nail on the head. (laughs) certainly you could speak for me in that regard. And I think it puts things in perspective a little bit. We waited months for sports to return and our excitement for these playoffs uh, hypes up these games as something that's so important. But the fact that we're having this conversation is just further proof that some things are, you know, bigger than sports and can't be ignored by the sports world. Uh, We don't need to debate playing or not playing hockey games, but we can all share the sentiment that real world issues like racial injustice are bigger than sports and, as you said, racism has absolutely no place in our society. Right. And, you know, something else that I thought of, and it's to kind of compare the whole situation to the coronavirus situation, when COVID was first kind of, you know, becoming a thing, basically, at the beginning of this year, this very challenging year that we've all had, um, it wasn't until I think when the sports leagues kind of shut down, that's when people started to like really, really kind of take attention and take notice and take the whole thing seriously. And I feel like we're kind of seeing the same thing here, where, I mean, these NBA players, you know, to, to just, we haven't seen anything like this where they just flat out, we're not going to play today. We are protesting this situation. I think it's probably a good thing that they're bringing attention, you know, by doing that, by, you know, showing that solidarity and, and just postponing a couple of games yesterday. Any thoughts on that? 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because I think that your statement has the most impact when all eyes are on you. All yeah. eyes are on the NBA playoffs. And uh, a lot of people look to professional athletes in general, <clears throat> NBA players, NFL players, MLB players, NHL players, college players, I'm sure, as, you know, sort of uh, as role models. And if kids are going to take their cues from them, that is the message they want to send. Uh, I fully support that. Absolutely. And it looks like, uh, as I just said a minute ago, the NBA not going to have any games. Uh, well, now I'm actually seeing on the TV. I've got the TV on mute here. Uh, games could resume as soon as Friday. And uh, the NHL has a couple of games on the docket tonight. we got Flyers and Islanders at 7, and we've got Knights and Canucks at 945. So we'll see what happens there. And uh, to anyone listening, you know, I know, you know, we're kind of all over the place here, but obviously this is a sensitive subject. We're kind of not really in our comfort zone. And Brian, I, again, I don't want to speak for you, but I don't think either of us would consider ourselves to be experts in this field. I mean, is that fair to say? Yeah, it's fair to say. And everybody in the world, uh, you know, has their own opinion and it's not anybody's goal to offend anybody else. But, you know, this is this might be a hockey podcast, but we can't ignore the world at the same time. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Today's episode of Locked On Rangers is brought to you by DoorDash. Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Many of your local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and food will be left at your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities we operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. You know, speaking of hockey, we definitely do want to get into it a little bit here. Obviously, Brian, you're the biggest Tampa Bay Lightning fan that I've ever met. And, uh, you know, they managed to just kind of squeak by the Bruins yesterday, 7-1. to one, So they're now up two games to one in the series. Uh, how much fun was it for you to watch that game yesterday? And actually, 
uh, have a Stanley Cup game where your team is in it and you actually don't have to sweat out the last couple of minutes. <laughs> Anybody who watches their team play an NHL playoff game knows that it's not actually fun. The fun part is watching other teams play NHL playoff games. It goes back and forth and it gets exciting. Watching your own team play is like a 60-minute heart attack, sometimes much, much more than that if we get into the lightning columbus series obviously but uh that one was good some would say that you know they scored seven goals but they only scored one touchdown chip that's true it's a fair point (laughs) (laughs) um well you you just mentioned uh, i was going to talk about this a little bit later but we might as well just jump into it right now i know it's kind of old news at this point but that quintuple overtime game uh lightning and blue jackets in the first round i mean I watched the whole game. It was amazing. But I got to see this through the eyes of a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. I mean, what was that like? And what did it finally feel like? I believe it was Braden Point got the game winner uh, when when the Lightning finally won it. (laughs) Yeah. So what we were just saying about watching your own team and, you know, the tension that sort of brings for three hours. It was like that except for seven. So it was eight eight periods worth of that pit in your stomach, not in your stomach feeling. And you're watching almost two whole games of sudden death, you know, at literally any bounce uh, you know, can go against you and then the game is over. So, you know, relief, relief is the, is the one thing. Uh, it, it does seem like old news because then in game two, you know, uh, the Blue Jackets really responded. So then it kind of erased a lot of that, you know, momentum and it sort of reset the series, but just by itself, that memory, one of the five longest uh, NHL games of all time, I believe it was, oh, it was great. It was, it was great. One day on a rainy day, I'll have to watch uh, all of it over again, but maybe not for a while. Yeah, yeah. You got to clear your schedule for that. Um, But, you know, the other thing I thought watching that game, even before it got into, you know, overtime and double overtime and all the way to five overtimes, to me, that series really intrigued me because of what happened last year. Obviously, the Lightning have the incredible regular season. They get swept out of the playoffs by the Blue Jackets. And obviously, every playoff game is important. But to me, that that game one felt more important than most game ones. You know, you lose game one. okay, you still got a long series. You can get back into it. To me, that just felt like a, a huge game. Did it, did it feel that way for you? Yeah, no question. In that moment, uh, it's the biggest game, not just gets the first playoff game, the first game that counts coming back, you know, for the lightning, but everything that happened last year, you know, to say that it left a bitter taste is, would be the understatement of the century. You know, I traveled down to Amelie arena for, for game two and uh, your boy Panarin put the, put the icing on a five, one, Columbus win and and it was just you know they were only halfway to the sweep by then but just thinking back about how how it felt you know getting that first win was huge it really was I I did not know that you attended game two last year so first of all I'm sorry to hear that though it must have been a rough <laughs> game to be at but I mean you know you guys lightning fans everybody's leaving the, the arena that night I mean was there a feeling that like oh god we are really in trouble here was was there still were people still confident, thinking you could get back into the series? I mean, just kind of give me a feel for what that atmosphere was like, if you can. Uh, I won't speak for everybody. You know, uh, you know, as you know, Chick, I'm from I'm from New York, and um, so I guess I don't have the same maybe view of it as the as the you know Floridians who are down there, you know, all the time in Tampa. Um, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't very much like anybody leaving the building. Uh, I didn't very much like the the you know complete loss of energy in the building uh, for, you know, a lot of the game. And, you know, it did, that did, that did happen. And it can happen when your team is immediately down two nothing or immediately down three, nothing, but also it's part of the uh, part of the crowd's job to try to get them back in the game. And the team just didn't, didn't get the crowd in the game either. So I guess, you know, that sort of works both ways. It was very, very deflating walking out of the arena that night. You thought that the team might finally be in trouble. 
there was a bad hit by Kucherov, which you just knew he was going to get suspended a game for. And yeah. they ended up going to game three without him and getting beat again. And then the writing was on the wall. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Roman. Talking about ED isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my bojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com XXX and complete an online visit. ED used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. You know, something else I wanted to ask you about here. We got a couple of former Rangers still on the Tampa Bay Lightning. You got Ryan McDonough. I know he's missed the last two games, but you got McDonough. You got Kevin Shattenkirk. Um, what are you seeing from those guys? How big have they been in getting the Lightning to where they are right now? Because Shattenkirk, you know, watching from afar, definitely seems like he's had a nice bounce back season. And McDonough, I mean, the dude's always solid as a rock. So, I mean, what, what can you say about those two players? Yeah, I mean, at first with McDonough, you know, the guy's a consummate pro. I mean, his skills are on, you know, the decline, obviously, uh, as happens when you're in the league for as long as he's been. But uh, he he's struggled a little bit in these playoffs, but he can still play a little bit. And I think his role as being a uh, helping, you know, Victor Hedman mentor guys like Mikhail Sergachev has probably been, you know, maybe where his biggest contribution has been. The guy has a whole career's worth of, experience to share there's a couple of young d-men on the team a couple of young players on the team that i know definitely look to him for leadership and chatty you know i mean he leaves new york and suddenly i just think there was a huge monkey off his back you know after uh, getting the contract and being looked at like he had to be one of the top performers on a team i think he got to settle into uh, really the depth of tampa's defense and the second power play unit have less pressure on him and you just sometimes see guys thrive in a in a new environment i don't you know, sometimes it's it's not much more than that. Yeah, no, very well said. And uh, another former defenseman that I wanted to ask you about, he played for both of our teams recently retired, is Dan Girardi. And, you know, I talked a little bit about him on the show when he retired. And I admit this opinion is a little bit out there, but I'm going to float it over to you and you can tell me what you think. Dan Girardi is the NHL's all-time leader in block shots. And I know block shots didn't become a thing until just recently, but... I floated the idea that because of this, Dan Girardi should be a Hall of Famer. Now, I know that's a little bit out there. Is there any way I can talk you on board into, you know, Dan Girardi being a Hall of Famer just on the basis of the dude block more shots than anybody in the history of the game? <laughs> or is that or is that a bridge yeah. too far? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love I'd love to have you present that argument in front of a very scholarly panel at the Hockey Hall of Fame and see yes. what kind of response you would get. We should give tons of credit to Jan, Dan Girardi for being, you know, a really tough SOB and being very being a great team guy always and being very unafraid to get in front of any shots. And you see in the playoffs how important blocking shots is. So I don't know if we're going to give him an induction, but maybe we should give out an award for 
toughness or the most blocked shots in the playoffs, and it should be named after Van Girardi. I'll go. I'll, I'll compromise with you. Yeah, man, I, I feel you there. I think we could call it what you just called it, the uh, Dan Girardi Tough SOB Award, giving annually each year to the toughest player in the playoffs. That, that sounds that sounds great to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> another player that's uh, really stood out for me uh, for the Lightning throughout these playoffs, sometimes I think he gets a little bit overshadowed by some of the superstars that you guys have there. But, I mean, Brayden Point, this guy's just been unbelievable. And it's not just the goal scoring. I mean, this guy, it really stands out in the playoffs how hard this guy works on every shift. Uh, what can you say about the job that he's done for you guys in this in this postseason? Yeah, I mean he, the, he's, I mean he's the probably you know the you know best all around player, you know yeah. on the you know and and that's uh, not to take anything away from the skills of Kucherov or obviously Stamkos who's you know hasn't been playing but you know Point does it all. You can put him out there anytime. You know on the power plays completely lethal. Uh, he's a little he reminds he's a little bit like Matt Barzell for the Islanders. Yeah, uh, he's I see that. around out there. You can't catch him. Uh, and uh, he's got a great shot. So, no, I mean, the guy's unbelievable. I'm happy that the team, you know, he's locked up through the 2021-22 season. I thought you were going to say Anthony Sorelli because he's an RFA and the Rangers need centermen. And I saw some rumors that they could be interested in him if they, you know, saved some money by parting ways with a with a goaltender. I don't know if you know him. Uh, yeah, it's definitely possible. I mean, the Rangers definitely lack depth at center. And I mean, you've got Mika Zibanejad, so you're all set there. But beyond that, there are definitely some question marks. Uh, we'll see what happens with Philip Hedl, if he can take the next step forward next season. And then you've got Ryan Strom, you know, restricted free agent. That really could go either way. It's kind of 50-50. But yeah, man, I mean, I was looking at the list of some of the uh, the unrestricted free agents the other day. We actually did a show on it yesterday. And it just, there doesn't seem to be a ton of great centermen available in free agency this year I, I think that's just the way it shook out and kind of unfortunate for the rangers because you could argue that that's their biggest uh, area of need going into next season yeah uh depth centerman obviously the the top the top couple lines for the rangers and obviously with mika they're in they're in great shape but you look beyond that and yeah i mean i guess it would be pretty expensive options guys like ryan nugent hopkins and galchenyuk and michael grandland are all available but that's going to cost you a bit more and i i really do think a guy like anthony sorelli who plays depth center for the lightning would uh might be uh in the wheelhouse for the rangers just because he, he made under a million bucks this year and with a little bit of even with a little bit of a pay bump maybe it doesn't cost you as much as some of those unrestricted free agent options. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I think in free agency this year, I've been saying, I think the Rangers, it's going to be a lot of patchwork. I don't see them going out and, you know, really targeting one of the top guys available, you know, Peter Angelo, uh, Taylor Hall, Tory Crew. These guys are all going to be free agents. I don't think the Rangers go after them, but if you can go after a Sorelli or somebody like that, you know, a guy who can just come in, uh, you know, solidify, you know, maybe the second or third kind of line and just, you know, be a solid all around player, maybe a guy with a little bit more grit, a guy who's going to go into the dirty parts of the rink, fight for the puck, all that good stuff. Then I'm all for it. And, you know, maybe Sorelli's one of those guys that there could be an opportunity there for the Rangers to, to pick him up. Yeah. I mean, I will look, you go into the off season and there's a million different options. I go, what if we signed him? And what if we signed him? And I guess, you know, you kind of wait for the first domino to fall, which is probably Hank. And yeah, you just see where the cap space lies, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you got the flat cap this year, so that makes it uh, all the more challenging, I think. And, uh, you know, you just mentioned Lundqvist. So I wanted to ask you, I mean, gut feeling, do you think Henrik Lundqvist has played his last game as a New York Ranger? Because I've really been torn. I want to get your opinion on that as well. Yeah, and I would definitely be interested in what you'd think uh, as a Rangers fan and as a guy who just you know knows hockey. But I would say yes. 
And I wouldn't say necessarily because of anything to do with Hank or the Rangers, maybe not necessarily wanting him, but I think it makes it a lot easier to part ways when you feel like you have the next guy. And the Rangers right. have the next guy. If they oh, didn't yeah. have a goalie waiting in the wings, that could be a franchise goalie. That might be a little different, but they do. And uh, I don't want to compare these players' skills across sport. But I think, uh, for example, Green Bay Packer fans had an easier time saying goodbye to Brett Favre when they turned to Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Or Indianapolis Colts fans said goodbye to Peyton Manning, but there was Andrew Luck. So if you could say goodbye to a franchise goalie like Lundquist and turn to a new franchise goalie like Igor, it makes it a little bit easier, even though, you know, the fact that things are coming to an end with Hank possibly is sad. Yeah, uh, the one thing that I think could be working in Henrik's favor, uh, first of all, again, I don't know that the Rangers go nuts as far as, you know, bringing in free agents from other teams to their team in this offseason. So I don't know that they'll really need the money that they'd be saving if they were to buy out Henrik Lundqvist. And the other thing, too, is, I mean, we know Igor's going to be there. He's the goalie of the future. He's locked and loaded. Hopefully he's there for the next decade for the Rangers and goes on to have a great career. But you've got Alex Georgiev, and he's a restricted free agent. And I think a lot of people have been pretty much assuming that, I don't want to say it's a slam dunk, but that it's fairly likely that the Rangers would bring him back next season. I'm not so convinced because, you know, being a restricted free agent, if he gets a nice offer for another team, I don't see the Rangers necessarily breaking the bank to keep Alex Georgiev in the fold. So if Georgiev leaves, you know, Lundqvist does just have the one last year on his contract. Maybe you just let him play it out and you just let him go out. Hopefully he has a decent season as Igor's backup and he can kind of go out with his head held high. I mean, to me, that's kind of a perfect scenario. Uh, The only other thing I would also consider is, if he was willing to waive his no-move clause, I would love to see him go to one of the elite teams in the NHL, even if it's in a backup role, and get a chance to finally hoist the Stanley Cup. Because I love what the Rangers have done. I love where this rebuild is heading. But are they ready to win the Stanley Cup next year? I would probably have to say no. So I would love to see there be some way for Henrik Lundqvist to lift the Stanley Cup before it's all said and done. You know, that last thing you said about possibly waiving the no-move and going to a different team. That might be the more likely scenario. And I say that because, you know, your plan sounds great. Let Igor play because he's the goalie of the future, but it works out with the cap to let Hank stay for just one more year. But is Henrik Lundqvist willing to spend 82 games as the backup goalie in New York? And that's really, that's really the question. And it, we can't get inside Hank's head. I'm sure he'd love to be a lifetime Ranger, but would he want to be if he was no longer the starter? I don't know. Yeah, and it's wherever he goes. I mean, he might have to accept the fact that he's not going to be the starter. At best, maybe he'll be in a timeshare. But, you know, that's interesting as well, because up until, you know, Igor arrived on the scene this year, uh, Henrik Lundqvist has always been the man in New York. He's always been the starting goalie. He's never really been a ba- I mean, I guess technically when he was a rookie, he started as Kevin Weeks' backup. But he it wasn't long before he kind of took the starting from him. So, uh, yeah, that would be very interesting to follow next season if he's a backup with the Rangers or with with somebody else. Yeah. One one thing I'd say is that Henrik Lundqvist has has enough money in the bank. He doesn't strike me as someone who would who would stay just to collect a paycheck. That's not to say he wouldn't be willing to stay with the New York Rangers, but it's also possible that he still he might feel like he only has a finite amount of time to play high level goaltender. And yeah. whether that's at home in Sweden or for another NHL team, he might just want to play.
All right, once again, a big thank you to Brian for joining the show here today. A big thanks to you guys as well for sticking with these podcasts through these uh, just truly challenging times here in 2020. It's just been one heck of a year, but uh, again, I'm very appreciative for you guys uh, continuing to tune in and listen to this show. And come back tomorrow as well. We are going to have part two of our conversation with Brian Sosa again, my former co-worker from NHL.com and MLB.com. And again, you know, just one of the most passionate hockey fans that you're ever going to meet. So we'll have part two of our conversation tomorrow. Again, that will do it for today. If you would like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And be sure to give us a follow on Twitter as well at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.